It's Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. I'm Tanya Harris, and welcome to TMI Daily, your daily roundup of everything people are talking about online since they aren't allowed to talk about it in person. Fulton County prosecutors have opened a criminal investigation into Donald Trump's attempts to coerce Georgia officials into changing the results of the November election. Just another example of what happens when the devil goes down to Georgia. Senators were reportedly shocked at how poorly Trump's defense attorneys handled their first day of the impeachment trial. Shocked at what a Trump lawyer did? Clearly you never heard of Rudy Giuliani. Hell, I'd be more shocked if they weren't terrible. Aides say that Trump was furious about how badly his lawyers presented themselves yesterday. On the bright side, though, this might be the first time no one complains when Trump stiffs someone who's worked for him. According to a Washington Post article, 60% of people charged in the Capitol terrorist attack had money problems like bankruptcies, bad debts, and unpaid taxes. After watching that riot, I'm thinking that maybe they'd be in a better economic state if they didn't spend all their money on high-end military gear. Dominic Pozzola, a proud boy arrested for being part of the Capitol attack, is now complaining that he's going to prison while Trump gets to resume his life of luxury. Yep, aren't you proud, boy? Human bones were found about 15 minutes away from the abandoned desert hotel that embattled actor Army Hammer said he worked on during the lockdown. If police can link him to the bones, this will be the first role Army has been considered for since his cannibal tweets were leaked. In honor of the 10th anniversary of the release of Rebecca Black's viral hit Friday, a remix of the song has been dropped. Thankfully for all of us who've been locked down for 11 months now, we finally have some reference to let us know that yesterday was Thursday, tomorrow is Saturday, and Sunday comes afterwards. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick has called on Mark Cuban to sell his NBA team after the Dallas Mavericks owner decided not to play the national anthem before home games. Sure, bucking traditions and upsetting the status quo is no way for the owner of a team named the Mavericks to act. The biggest loser creator, David Broom, is producing a documentary about the rise and fall of MoviePass. Ironically, while his last project was about watching people lose shirt sizes, this one will just be about them losing their shirts. TMZ leaked that Bruce Springsteen was arrested in November for DWI. No word on whether he's been seen driving in the middle of the road. Now let's send it over to tonight's TMI Daily cast and crew roundtable. Stay safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of TMI Daily. I'm Veronica Yellow, and as always, I'm joined by my TMI Daily crew. Let's go around and say hello to everyone watching at home or listening to our TMI Daily podcast. Let's start with you, Pete. Nothing like those puns and the jokes. <laughs> Nothing like them. That's right. Joe. Hi, everyone listening on Google Podcasts, and a very, very happy National Umbrella Day. If it's a day that you got to use an umbrella, wear them proud. We don't really have to do that much here in L.A., and from what I understand, it's mostly snowing everywhere else. But, hey, enjoy your umbrella, Ella, Ella, Ella. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Elizabeth. Uh, I don't got much to say. I'm actually kind of technically still working, so don't tell my bosses if uh, it'd be cool, everybody. And uh, 
<laughs> might be a little distracted, but we'll we'll get it done. <laughs> well, everyone, our first guest, Elizabeth's boss. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Seth, how's it going? <laughs> Cool, right? <laughs> okay, so we could use know. another viewer. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think he would enjoy the show. He's a cool dude. He is a legit. <laughs> so later on in the show, we're going to be joined by the host of the podcast Grocery Gamblers. It's a really fun podcast, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Okay, so as we said in our first show this season, we aren't going to spend much time dwelling on Donald Trump this year. And for that reason, we won't spend full shows discussing the impeachment trial. That being said, though, we did want to ask quickly, how do you see the trial turning out? And when it's over, will it have been worth doing? So thoughts. I honestly haven't watched any of it, to be honest. So I really don't have much to contribute onto this conversation. Pete? I mean, you really don't have to watch a lot of it to kind of just know the the context of what's happening. Um, the Democrats are arguing that Trump invited people to Washington on January 6th in order to disrupt the vote that would have essentially um, taken him out of the White House, um, you know, because it was going to certify Joe Biden's election. And at this at the rally, he and 11 other people uh, riled the crowd up and then he told them to go to the Capitol, regardless of whether he knew what was going to happen once they got there. They got there tore the place apart, nearly killed a bunch of people, did kill five people, three other people committed suicide afterwards. Um, and the Democrats would like to hold them responsible for it, uh, while the Republicans would like to pretend they're actually not there. In fact, um, Josh Hawley, who was one of the uh, inciters of the riot, who came outside and gave the fist up to him, um, apparently is sitting um, sitting in the gallery. He's not even sitting in his regular seat. He's sitting in the gallery with his feet up reading um, during it because that's he fucking disrespectful. What a, what a little that's why he was tra- trending on Twitter today as Kid Hitler. Yeah, well, that's why because he was he was oh. he was literally sitting in the gallery with his feet up on the on the desk um, reading reading papers during the whole. And, and, and yet he'll be the first person who's like, you need to respect other people. It's all about he's one of those fuckers yeah. that like has no respect for other people, but. The second he feels disrespected, even though how can that even be possible because he's not even respectable, he'll be the first to be like, this is about respect. Ugh. Gaslight. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be so. partial, but then again, yesterday, Lindsey Graham, right after the first day, called Trump on the phone and they gave and, and was and gave this information that he told Trump, don't worry, everything's taken care of. You, um, you, the trial's all but over. So, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's obvious that this is what's going to happen. I mean, maybe they'll get six, seven, eight Republicans in a vote with them, but they're not going to, they're not going to, um, you know, find them guilty of it. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad that if Trump, now that he's no longer president, became a bartender, he served a drink to somebody who, who he knew was drunk, and then that, that person got into a car and killed somebody that he'd be more accountable for do, for serving the drink than he is for what happens at our Capitol. Um, because it, there wouldn't be anybody to try and cover it up for him the way these guys are. And I think really at this point, the only reason why it's worth this happening and they should be doing it is to put these people on records to say, this is what they want to, our government to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's really all it is. You know, and if he's not going to be held accountable for this, there's a lot of other things that he should have been held accountable and this, I mean, this is just like the final straw. But again, if, you know, he's just going to walk away from this, you know, no accountability at all whatsoever. 
it's it's actually embarrassing to see that that he well, was I mean, I mean, accountable for anything that he wrote on Twitter because it wasn't the first time he wrote something to entice violence. I mean, we know that. You know, we, even when he would do his rallies, some of the things that he would say to people, you know, mm-hmm. oh, take care of this guy. Or do, again, a child is held accountable. A child gets thrown out of a school for being a bully. And this guy just walks away like nothing. That to me is just absolutely embarrassing. Well, the, the problem is, is that um, the Republican Party is split. You've got the, the Trumpist, mm-hmm. and then you've got the, the the regular Republicans. And if you split, if you split it in half, the Republicans don't have the votes, so they have to count out the one or the other. So what they're doing is they're jumping on the Trumpist side, hoping that. The old, the old school, really old school Republicans just won't change and vote for the Democrats. That's what they're, that's, that's what they're doing. So they're putting their eggs in that basket for that reason. And that's really the only reason. I'm going to bet that deep down that neither, that a lot of those guys don't want to do that, but they feel like they have to if they want to, uh, stay in office. Um, it is a kind of, and that's, that's, that's the feeling going around. That's, that's the only thing. It's all about fear of losing their job. But what's really funny about this whole thing is, or not funny, but like they showed today. I mean, the the the, the house managers who are trying the case are doing an, an outrageously good job because today what they did was at one point they showed video of people of of senators of 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 Pence being whisked away and senators and Congress people being whisked away. And seconds later, the rioters coming to the exact place where they were within seconds yeah. of them being pulled. So like showing how close to, to something happening to them, this all could have been if, if things hadn't happened. And and the, the thing that's kind of ironic is that the four or five Republicans that are going to run for president in four years, who are going to exonerate Trump for this, are going to be facing the same death threats in four years because of Trump, because the people that want Trump to be president aren't going to be really happy that they're not that that they're running instead. So they're basically going to be voting so a guy can then set a mob on them in four years. It's it's mm-hmm. it's ironically just it's insane if you think about it, but it's what it is. And it's also gutless too, very yeah. very gutless from those people from those Republicans that are still sticking by this guy, Elizabeth. Yeah, the probably the most famous piece of footage from today is um, is it Eugene Goodman, right? The one Capitol officer, yeah. is that his name? Yeah. He, uh, famously, finding Mitt Romney and saying, "Go the other way right now. Turn around and go back, or go in a different direction." And then, yeah, seconds later, the mob is coming in. They because they would have attacked Mitt freaking Romney, and I'm not even a huge Mitt Romney fan. But like again, no one deserves to be attacked yeah. by a fucking mob. So <laughs> that and that's terrifying that that's how close they came to really like people have said it before but it's true we were insanely close to watching like politicians and elected officials be Mm -hmm. executed on live tv and and the sad part is they would would have been exonerated they still would have exonerated trump for that they just it would just be a little bit harder to do it but they would have still done it i mean that's that's just the way it's going to be I just wanted to say something based on what Elizabeth just said. And I don't know if you saw Mitt Romney's um, son, Matt Romney. Um, he wrote, you know, I think he tweeted out how you know grateful he was to the officer for saving mm-hmm. his father or, you know, for being there for yeah. his dad. So that was, that was very kind of him to do that. But Okay. Is, well, there, is there a dog, is there a dog Mutt Romney? Because that'd be really cool. Cause it'd be Mitt, Matt and Mutt. <laughs> I was, I was rewatching new girl recently and I forgot it was all in the like, uh, you know, early 2010s. And so it, part of it was in 2012 and 
the one character played by Max Greenfield pretends to be a, a random Romney son. He's like, I'm Tug Romney. Because <laughs> they all have goofy fucking names. And he's like, yeah, there's Tag. I'm, I'm, t- I'm Tug Romney. Yes. <laughs> and he's not conservative either. So the they're like, what, what about your family? Um, and he's like, oh, I love, and he's like spouting off facts. They're like, but what do you do at the lake? He's like, I'm not around me. You caught me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to our main story tonight. On Monday night, the sports site, The Atlantic, was the first to notice that the national anthem had not been played at any preseason or regular season Dallas Mavericks home games. When questioning why this was occurring, it was announced that the team owner, Mark Cuban, had requested that the anthem no longer be played. This news has set off a firestorm of controversy around Cuban's decision and opened the door for the question about why sports events are the one place that the anthem must be played and whether or not it should be. So firstly, before we go into what happened, let me ask, how do you feel about Mark Cuban's decision? Now, I know things have changed today, so we've got like the most up-to-date information, but um, before I actually have you guys answer that question... I did look it up, and um, the first time that the Star Spangled Banner, well, the first time that the anthem was actually played here was in 1918 when a live band played it during the seventh inning of the first game of the World Series between the Chicago Cubs and the Boston Red Sox. And right before we went on air, we were talking with Joe, and we are the only country that plays it at sporting events. Now, other countries do do it. When it be, but when it's like an international competition. So that's what I found out. That was part of my research. That was one of my biggest questions that I did. Yeah, because I didn't know that like either. When, I, when yeah. we say that they play it in an international competition, don't they play it like at the end? Like, like when, when, I don't know. The winners or they play it in the beginning? Like a reward for an international. Because if you I mean, win. Like, like at the Olympics when the, yeah. winning, the winner yeah. gets their yeah. anthem. Is that, is that how it's done? Or do they actually play it in the beginning too? No, they don't play it in the beginning. I think it's okay. just a, yeah, at the end. So it's so they're they're playing the anthem to more to kind of acknowledge what country won. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So, what are your thoughts first as to what Mark Cuban wanted to do or what he didn't want to happen at the games? Let's start with you, Pete. Well, you know, it, it's it's kind of funny because I was trying to think about it and, and I was wondering how I felt about about it because you're just so programmed when you go to a sporting event to just, you know, take off your hat, stand up and salute the flag. And, and I, you know, I never gave it any thought one way or the other, but then what Mark Cuban said today, I thought was really brilliant because he he actually came out and said, when the national anthem police come out um, to, to argue against what I did, let, let them ask their bosses when they're going to start making them say the, uh, the you know, uh, to the national anthem before they start working every day or when they go to a movie or when they go to a concert um, and the truth is, really, it's it's not really that like like groundbreaking. I mean, like there's no there's no real reason why we need to have it. I, I mean, I guess it's a nice gesture. But then I was thinking back in the mid '90s, um, the Yankees were having a problem um, late innings um, one year with their pitching staff because they were having a hard time getting to um, like they didn't have good middle relief pitchers. So George Steinbrenner got the idea in his head that during the during the seventh inning stretch. They would play God Bless America on, on top of doing the seventh inning stretch to give their pitchers more time to get ready. Um, and 
they had just kicked in and more more teams started doing it in the seventh inning stretch. It had nothing to do with patriotism. It just had to do with that they didn't have enough good middle inning pitchers. And and so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really see what the big deal is. But then again, I guess all sports are kind of hijacked by patriotism in some bullshit way. So I guess that's why it's such a big deal to some people. Well, I believe that first time the anthem was played in 1918 at the Red Sox, which was, by the way, played in the seventh inning, not at the beginning before the game started, was because we were at the time in, in World War One, And it was uh, yeah. they were just trying to, to I mean, they were kind of just kind of running along on a patriotic wave sort of thing. I mean, uh, uh, that was a time when, when uh, they had to try and get who they could get in uh, in the stands. And so that kind of helped a little bit. But I mean, you know, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I really don't think it's as as this big tradition as everyone tries to make it out to be. What Pete was just saying that Mark Cuban said, um, that was actually a tweet that he yeah, tweeted he out in July, but that was deleted but then somehow, you know, some people found it. And this is exactly what he said. The National Anthem Police in this country are out of control. If you want to complain, complain to your boss and ask why they don't play the National Anthem every day before you start work. So that was his exact tweet. Um, so what do you, so what caused him then to throw himself into this political shark tank? Oh, by the way, did, did anybody notice that Elizabeth got, uh, became a black man just now? It's like, oh, my God, Chris is there now. It's February, baby. Anything can happen. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, hey, Chris, Chris, I know it's, I know it's, it's your month. Uh, uh, all power to you. Since we're talking about the national anthem, do you want to kneel during this segment? <laughs> oh nah, man, I got bad knees. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can throw up the black power fist and probably. Then you can't see it through Zoom, though. <laughs> yeah, it's hey, the part of your heart. Just know it's around. It's just know it's there. You know, all you can do. Okay, so back to what I was what I was asking then. So, I mean, obviously, you know, we know why he wanted to start not playing, you know, the anthem at the games. Um, so what are your thoughts on that, though? See, I was I was reading what a lot of like some of his players have said. And they said that for someone like Mark Cuban, who's a very wealthy white man that they still relate to him that they I mean his players like him a lot you know they they say that he's you know he tries to like you know relate to them as best as he can and I mean I just it's the whole thing of like you know oh you have to stick to sports athletes have you know they can't make political statements like all of that I think within the last four years just kind of went out the window you know because I mean we have to question like what patriotism is now because i think it's changed i mean how do you guys feel about that well honestly to me honestly the idea the whole tradition behind doing a national anthem before any sporting event it's kind of bullshit anyway like it's low-key kind of cheesy it kind of makes the whole national anthem i've always thought like it loses its its meaning when you're doing it in front of a sports game it's like that really like it doesn't like I like sports. Don't get me wrong. I love watching them, but like they don't matter in the grand scheme of anything, right? Like if, if, if sports were to go away from our country, we wouldn't shut down. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some people wouldn't be able to afford yachts, but that's about it. You know what I mean? Like our country wouldn't be dead in the water without it. It's not like it's a big, you know, I'm sure it does, you know, accumulate some economic growth or whatever, but the idea that like America is supposed to be greater than you know, our sporting teams or our sporting events, you know what I'm saying? So to me, it always seems 
low-key disrespectful to have the national anthem sung before a sporting event. I mean, it's cool. People do it. And also, too, like, I mean, look at the, the Super Bowl performance. That shit was two two and a half minutes long. That song ain't even that long if you sing it straight up. So, like, clearly people aren't taking it as seriously in a sense of, like, more or less just a way of showing off that they can sing. So that's what it's really become in the last, like, 50 or so years anyway. So, like, why are we still doing it? So the fact – it shouldn't even be a big thing that he's not doing that. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I know people were tripping on, you know, uh, 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 taking, like, the Pledge of Allegiance out of school or taking prayer out of schools. But, like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're supposed to be this big melting pot of a country. It's almost insulting to other people to, like, be so patriotic in your face. Like, you got to say this Pledge of Allegiance. You got to sing this song before sporting events. And if you don't, you're 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 a fucking terrorist or some shit like that. Like, it's just, it's retarded, honestly. Okay. Um, Joe and then Pete. Well, you were a teacher, Veronica. Do, do we still do the Pledge of Allegiance in school? Every morning, yeah. We used to do. I mean, I haven't taught now for six years, but as of six years ago, we would still do the Pledge of Allegiance, and then we would sing God Bless America every morning. I always felt that, or, like... Or America the Beautiful, either I one. I always felt that, like, the Pledge of Allegiance was... was Like, like it felt like something that didn't fit in a country that... that, that scream so much about being about freedom right doesn't that sound the, the pledge of allegiance really sounded like something that is more in a country you know kind of a i don't want to say a dictatorship professor it just sounds more like situation. yeah and it's, it's very nationalist for a country that that, that wants to run and free but when everyone went bananas because of the one nation under god we ended we added the under god in what 55 yeah the um, you know this this whole we're doing this anthem thing only at sporting events it started out as like a gimmick thing, but I, I think part of it is also like people try, like we're trying to show off that we're that good in sports. Oh, you know, we're so good in sports. We're going to, we're going to brand it. We're going to market uh, by putting this in the, in the, in the beginning. I really don't see, I mean, uh, is it being disrespectful? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand uh, for the flag and then I'm going to watch a, a millionaire scratch his balls and spit for three hours at a baseball <laughs> game. So is it being disrespectful? I don't know. I yeah. mean, seriously, I'm, I'm not joking. And then we, you know, we're paying these guys insane amount of money and things like that to like do this. It's, it just seems like I get it. I get it, Mr. Cuban. I get it. You know, I, I'm, I'm either way of it. If it happens or doesn't happen at a sporting event, it really doesn't matter to me. You know, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say something really quick. And again, like, I know, like, I've talked about this before here on the show, but, you know, the definition of patriotism, I think, has changed throughout the years. Like, before it was like, oh, you have an American flag, then you're a patriot. Oh, you know, you're you know, you you're singing, the, you know, America the Beautiful, that makes you a patriot. But I think we all forgot what the definition of patriotism really is, you know, love for one's country, but it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like, you know, saying the Pledge of Allegiance or ha- or having a flag, you know, hanging on, you know, in, in front of your house. Sure. Uh, we've seen these last four years in particular that I think people have this se- this false sense of the word patriotism. Well, what about protesting? Isn't protesting part of patriotism too? Yeah. That's, look at, that's a right that we're- wasn't for the last four years. Look at, look at nationalism in, in so many different countries. Yeah. And so many different where, where flags are big th- and flags have become huge over this last four years. Oh my gosh, flags have become this, like you get the flag for, you have a flag for the guy you want to vote for. Come on. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, also, yeah, one last thing though that I want to say because I want to get a pee real quick is, and I'm not saying anything bad about the Blue Lives Matter movement, but I was thinking about oh, this. I will. If you look yeah. at the Blue Lives Matter movement, what do they have? A flag. flag. 
the and American flag, no less, with a blue stripe on it. Well, I can make the same argument yeah. for for lots of different things. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just talking in the context of these these, these past couple months or year. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, for years, for years, and and I don't know because because uh, I'm I'm 100 behind it. But I mean, you, you know, you had the gay pride flag and things like that too. So I mean, there's the flags in, in different types of symbolisms that is there. Yeah. But I think that like when you're when you're going over the top with the like the truck with the 20 Trump and, and, and American flags and to say you're a patriot, right. not really. So um, yeah, yeah, Joe, we got to get a Popeyes flag so we can start flying. Our I am so for a Popeyes flag. I will, I will fly that out loud and uh, and try. I can't wait to try their new spicy fish sandwich that's coming out. Oh, spicy fish! Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I think that there was probably a time when when the idea of of saluting our flag had more value, I think, probably during the during the earlier part of the 20th century with the two uh, big wars. But then you got into Korea, which was a, an unpopular war, and then Vietnam, which was an even more unpopular war, divided the country. And then you had the Nixon years. And, you know, you had, and then, and, you know, you had a, a country that after that point became very partisan. And now it almost feels like patriotism is a religion versus being something that you should have because you're proud of your country, because it's almost a litmus test. Well, I'm more patriotic than you. And that's why, you know, I have a flag outside my house and, or I'm more patriotic than you. That's why I'm, I'm going to break the windows at the Capitol and, and try and kill Congress people because they won't let the guy that I want be president. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's a religion now. And and it's, and it's like, I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but like on Sunday when I was watching the Super Bowl before the game, I kind of watched and, and I was just really kind of laughing a little bit about how, that all that faux um, Americanism that goes on before the game. I mean, like, you know, like, uh, and now the National Color Guard, you know, and like all this stuff. And, and you know what? It's great. But I guarantee you not one person got up that morning and says, oh, I wonder who they got for the Color Guard this year. Um, and then it's like and they and they make everything very military style. And it's all this. And you know what? And, it's, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about our military. I, I, you know, I think our military is an ama- amazing people for what they've done. I just think that the idea that we that we have to be patriotic for the for you know to, to kind of prove some kind of litmus test of why we deserve to be here um, has now kind of infiltrated our our, our life, and now it's uh, it, it doesn't have any value. I, I don't see like I know more people that kind of like take off their hat during you know the national anthem just joking around because oh, they're going to figure out where they're going to put it and are they going to put it on their head? They're going to put it back here. Like it's it's almost like we just do a perfunctory. It's 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 a religion now. It really is. Okay, um, Elizabeth, and then I'm going to read the statements from today. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Yeah, well, speaking of perfunctory, I, I know people um, who ironically, their son served in the military, but when they would do the national anthem after or before uh, school stuff or school games or whatever, they would say play ball regardless of the game or the event. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, that's, you know, I'm not... They're not a disrespectful, they don't mean, you know, bad people for it, but it just, I think, shows how kind of ingrained it is that it's casual. Um, and I'm glad Pete was mentioning religion, because, yeah, I was going to say, the patriotism that's being put forth is basically demanding blind faith in your country mm-hmm. and repeating things over and over, like the allegiance, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance and the National Anthem, to ingrain the 
that you have to. And that was what was so frustrating when Trump was in office and he was pushing forward that um, like 1776 commission to impact how, you know, what would be taught in schools about American history, basically go back to America or not go back to, but enhance American exceptionalism as we're great. We've always been great. We've never not been great. Everything we've done is perfect and right. Mistakes. America's never made any. Ignore <laughs> those. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's... Um, 362 uh, years worth of uh, mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, then you, and not even just in school, but even like in government, you know, trainings and things like that. And um, he even had a random thing in there about uh, any new federal construction needed to be classical architecture no no modern that's and that's fucking straight out of fascist playbook nazi bullshit it truly is that's what the nazis wanted to do in germany so like the 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 ingrained repetition of you you have to be this blind patriot is obviously really problematic and dangerous and if you know they don't want to play at sports events, I think that's fine because yeah, it's one of the things where it's like I don't understand why it ever really. I mean, obviously now I know the history, but why is it? Why is that the most patriotic thing that you play it in front of? And and it is absurd. I think I saw something though. I cannot confirm this. I saw someone who was like an army brat on TikTok said that they do play the national anthem before movies on base. If like you're watching a movie on base, I. Do you know about that? This one person's Me, uh, experience. I've I don't never, know. No, no, that's never happened. Hell, like I don't think so. I mean, they play. Uh, yeah, I don't think I heard the, ever heard the national anthem unless it was like a ceremony and like right. a ceremony, yeah. <laughs> like a full on ceremony. Yeah. And also, speaking of flags, though, do, way too many of these people who fly the American flag the way they do do not know proper flag etiquette and yeah. handling and, <laughs> and display Talk and are they're leaving beyond, it out all night. Beyond disrespectful, you're not supposed to leave it out all night. If you are, you think you have to have a light on it? Yeah, have right? a light on it. You have to lower it properly, and they just have it flung up. And in some cases, they have the Trump flag above the American flag, which you're definitely not that's supposed definitely to do. Not. That's saying that, that 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 goes over it. And that's, well, real quick, uh, real, real quick. It's, all the tri- it's tribalism at the end of the day. Pete was too. talking about the messages of the Super Bowl, which uh, they got a lot of messages wrong because like, I saw a great picture today. It was the end zone, and there's this huge giant chiefs in the end zone and right above it it says end racism (laughs) (laughs) on the chiefs yeah great right now but i do want to revisit this i just have one more question that i want to talk about um but let's get him on first and then we'll come back to it so one of the greatest things about the podcast community is that you can pretty much find a podcast about any topic our guest tonight pete proves that with his podcast the grocery gamblers in which he and his co-hosts talk about various foods they find at grocery stores. Please welcome Pete to TMI Daily. Hi, That's Pete. Can so you hear awesome. me today? Hey, everybody. How's it going? What's Good. Up, how buddy? are you? Uh, I'm well. Can Can you hear me? Do I yeah. sound like shit? Yeah. All right. Also, no worse than we do. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, Pete, I have to tell you, we get a lot of guests with fairly unique podcast themes. And yours is right up there. So I'm so happy that you were able to come on. So before um, we get started, can you tell us a little bit about the Grocery Gamblers? Sure. Yeah, so um, so our podcast, like a lot of things, it started as a text chain, honestly. Uh, it was just my friends and I, my two other co-hosts. Um, it's just It was just us trying to one-up each other of just finding these wacky items at a discount grocery store that's uh, local to us. 
here in California. And um, so how I would describe the podcast is um, it's, it's, it's morphed a little bit. There's the pre-COVID and there's the post-COVID version of it. And uh, it's a podcast where we try and review food, but it, it tends to have kind of like there, there's a theme to it of what we're doing with each of our episodes. So it's not it's not just like let's just try five random things. It's like no, like we have a we have a theme each week, and um, uh, yeah, it honestly it's just like we kind of just want to try some of the wacky shit out there <laughs> and document it, you know. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so initially, initially it was us trying stuff and doing it kind of like a episodic season format. And we did that with one season, uh, and each episode was kind of a contest initially. This was all the pre COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we were like rating and reviewing the items. We were kind of awarding points. And then we finished the season where we did like an iron chef style season finale, where based off how many points you gained over the season, you, um, you had that much of a budget at this discount grocery chain to go to, to use to buy. And then we just kind of went from there. So, you know, we did that and we're like, great, we'll do that again. And then obviously, you know, pandemic happens. And so we had to, you know, kind of pivot and we've, we've just kind of reverted more to just, you know, we're still, we're, we're, we're still, we're still trying stuff. We're still, you know, trying to document stuff that's unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main thing, and I, and I forgot to mention this, was that we were pulling everything initially from this one this one discount grocery chain called um, the Grocery Outlet, which if you're on the West Coast, you've probably heard about it. Um, that store, I can talk for hours about how dope that store is. Um, but, um, uh, you know, we, but it's, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, there's various regions of the country. There's different things of like, this is like, you know, the discount grocery store, which as we refer, as we refer to it as like the used food store, you know? Uh, uh, so yeah, it's, um, so yeah, now we, you know, we're still doing it. We're still putting out stuff weekly and, uh, yeah, we just like to try unique and yeah, just unique and sometimes different stuff. And, um, each week, I hope I'm not poisoning myself with something I'm trying. You know, yeah, that's, <laughs> as long as you're not shopping at Food for Less, you're probably okay. <laughs> Dude, I used to buy meat from there. Yeah, bad, oh, bad choice. Yeah, no, I, look, no, 99, 99 cents in Moore's refrigerator section. <laughs> Ooh, look, when you're when you're 18 years old and you don't have a lot of money and you're like, I want hamburger, and you're just like, Yeah, I'll do this, and then afterwards, I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gross to talk about on your podcast like have you guys ever tried something that you're like this is just so awful like i just can't even talk about it Oof. or take you to the hospital or okay know. so no no one's gone to the hospital yet but um <laughs> but so we've we've had a couple of extremes so we did one episode so one of our earlier episodes we did on energy drinks or just like caffeinated drinks and we brought on one of our uh childhood friends who I love this guy dearly, but this guy, you guys should all, I hope you guys all are just like, what? Um, this friend of ours, um, he eventually started brewing his own energy drinks. I'm putting brewing in big quotation marks there. Um, like I, can't, I don't remember what the, what the additive was that he was adding, but like he literally bought them off of like the dark web and it's like, bro, this, this shit's illegal. Um, but yeah, so like we, we did an, so we did one episode on energy drinks where we tried like four of them. And at the end, all of us were like, I'm jacked up. Like I could, like none of us could, we all like, we're texting each other. We're like, it's like midnight. And we're like, I can't go to sleep. 
And like we taped it at like, I don't know, 11 in the morning kind of thing. And it's like, you know, 13 hours later, we're all still just like wired, just absolutely oh. wired. Um, we think that we think the reason why the one that we tried, it was uh, there, there was one we tried that was like a, it was more of like a workout energy drink, which oh. should be elite. like if you guys ever if the brands like C4. I don't know if you guys ever heard of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, C4 stuff like it fucked, fucked us up, man. And like. My, that my, what my, you use to dynamite things? Well, that too. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah, exactly. It's different for dynamite. Different, different yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How could how can we differentiate our energy drink? Let's name it after dynamite. Like, boom, <laughs> done. Um, but yeah, but but yeah, it's um, yeah that one. We were all just absolutely wired beyond control on that one. Um, one, so this is a little preview because it's not out yet, but um, we did an episode on, because um, we, we've talked about Pringles a lot on our show, which, I mean, I think across the board, everybody's like, yeah, Pringles are Pringles. They're, they're great, you know, or they're, like, they're snacks. Uh, so each of us had tried Pringles in other countries. So we were like, what if we imported like Eastern European Pringles? And we did that. And one of them, I won't, spoil it because i want people to listen to it but uh one of them we tried is it's literally like we we all spit it out we instantly threw it away and we're like this is probably one of the worst things we've ever tasted in our life and it was a pringle wow Um, but it did not and and it's it was exclusive to one country and we're like there's a reason why this country sucks uh uh, yeah i'm I'm putting rush it was it was a russian exclusive pringles flavor and it was hot garbage oh my goodness (laughs) Yeah. So on the flip side, what has been your favorite foods or one of your favorite foods that you've reviewed on your podcast? Um, there's, there's been quite a few. Um, so we did, um, we did a whole episode on this one. We did a, uh, we did a whole episode on the, um, Cheetos mac and cheese that came out, uh, like summer of last year. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was, um, it was delicious and how, so one, one thing I would say about a lot of the stuff that we have tried on the podcast is like there, there's, they kind of, the foods all kind of fit into a few categories. There's the stuff that's good. There's the stuff that's just okay. There's the stuff that's bad. And then there's this category that's probably half the stuff we try. And it's like this weird in between of good and bad, but it's kind of like, just because you could doesn't mean you should kind of situation. Um, but so the Cheetos mac and cheese this is one where they deliver on the promise of like, it's mac and cheese, but yeah. how can it get any better? And it's like, well, but do you have Cheetos crack dust sprinkled on there? And it's like, <laughs> oh, oh man. And so we tried <laughs> all three of them. They did like three flavors. They did a normal one, they did a jalapeno one and a, like the flaming hot version. Um, all, they were all good. They all delivered. And, and, then, but, and then they're exclusive to Walmart, which is kind of BS. Uh, but um, yeah, we, um, and that, actually that's something I should say is that since, beca- since like, you know, the COVID lockdown, everything has happened, we stopped just pulling everything from this discount grocery chain. We were kind of just pulling stuff from everywhere being like, oh, we can, let's see what we can find here. Let's see if we can find here. Let's not limit ourselves. But yeah, the Cheetos mac and cheese was one where we were like, we, we have, it's just, it got announced and we just were like, we have to get this. Like, no, we have to get this. We have to review it. And it delivers. That's the best thing I can say. It delivers. The Flaming Hot one, it looks like, it looks like a battery, but you know, it, <laughs> but it tastes delicious. Um, 
<laughs> and yeah, that's and it. It doesn't quite have like the just hot taste that like flaming hot Cheetos has. It has like actual cheese uh-huh. taste to it. So that's that's a good one. We did a whole, like I said, we did a whole episode on that one, and it's it was that was that one was just like so much fun. Like the three of us were so excited to to do it. Um, another one that we did that was fun was uh, oh man. Um, so, so one that we thought, and this was a total, like, this is amazing. Um, we found these pizza cones. So think of like an ice cream cone, but instead of it being an ice cream cone, it's literally a wrapped pizza cone. Uh, it's like a, like a dough cone. Oh, okay. And then there, you know, all the pizza stuff is inside of it. And it was delicious. It w- and it was one of those things where like, we were like, if this sucks, we're going to be so bummed. And no, again, it, it delivered. Um, and then we found out they're like, they're a thing like on the East coast or big in Japan, apparently. Um, uh, yeah, those, those are two that come to mind right away, but there's, I mean, there's a bunch, I mean, frankly, there's so much, there's so much crap I've tried. I've, I've poisoned myself with (laughs) at this point. There was was someone watching, uh, there's something about Mary going, yeah, you know, there aren't enough foods and cones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it was an East Coast brand. Uh, <laughs> I think they were. I think they were from Jersey. Um, I can't remember, but yeah, it's. Uh, if you guys ever have the chance to try a pizza cone, like take 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 the gamble, like t- try it. It was. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so I'm going to open it up now to the panel. Does anybody have any questions for Pete? Let's start with you, Joe. Uh, Pete, I'm I'm totally fascinated by this. I think this is a fantastic idea for a podcast. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to tell you if if the uh, Pringles episode goes off really well, uh, your next country has got to be South Africa. Uh, think about our aisle of of all types of snack foods, and the, the, they have that aisle both sides with nothing but potato chips, and they mm. have potato chip flavors that you would blow your mind. I was there, and they had one that was just called gravy, just gravy. <laughs> you know, and they had other, but they had this one called Snook and a Che, and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. So then I had to look up on the internet to see what Snook and a Che is. So it's um, it's it's four day old fish that is topped with rotted um chutney, uh, and this is a delicacy, I guess, over there. Um, and so it, it's so good that they said, let's make a potato chip that tastes like this. <laughs> so yeah, so that works out. South Africa is where you got to get your chips. Oh man, that's that sounds like a food that like you have to sign a consent form before you yeah, eat it. Yeah, like you got to sign a waiver. I'm uh, sorry, yeah. a waiver being like you you can't sue us if you get bubble gut after this. Yeah, I'm surprised that there's not like a was it like the rancid shark that they have? Like there's there's probably oh, yeah. a potato chip flavor for that too. Yeah, I mean just I mean honestly, go on the internet and just look up like they're every every country like Pringles is pretty creative. Like they have a lot of localization. Uh, and Lay's also has uh, a bunch, like, I would say check out Lay's, um, like, Asia-Pacific section of yeah. stuff. Well, There's Lay's a lot in, of... Lay's in uh, Europe and in South Africa is called Walker's, but it's the same company. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and it goes really bananas. Nice. Yeah, I know. It's, um, 
thankfully we've done everything that like i mean we're always open to try stuff we've had some people uh, it was a bummer like after we did our energy drink episode a bunch of people were like hey you should try this you should try this and we were like we, we don't want to drink any more of that crap like we don't <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't want to drink uncle joe's like bathtub energy drink like it's, <laughs> we really uh, don't I, yeah. I i don't need that I also Every... tried the, uh, I ordered it from Amazon, but I tried the canned haggis and it's actually pretty good. Oh. <laughs> so you can get that on Amazon, canned haggis. <laughs> I, I believe it. I totally believe it. Elizabeth? Is there um, like a regional grocery store um, item that you're dying to try? Like I, it, there's like Wegmans and Publix that I've never been to and people are like, oh, the sandwich from this like regional, like East or Southern it, store any item uh, yeah we um i mean personally there's a lot so i so i totally know what you're talking about you're talking about public's hoagies aren't you mm-hmm. i think yes that's what yeah. it is i was yeah. like i couldn't <laughs> think of which i i went so they're they're florida based i believe i went i went to florida for work and uh and it was funny like i was in a friend of mine's i was in his hometown for work and he was like you got to hit up a carabas which is just Olive Garden, Applebee's. Uh, he, he, like, and you got to hit all these places. But like, I went and I got a Publix hoagie, and I was like, "It's a, it's a five dollar store sandwich." Like, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know if you guys ever had like a sandwich from Sprouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that. Where it's like, it's not bad, but you're like, you're just like, I could have probably made this at home. You yeah. know, kind of situation. Oh, hundred percent. So it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, when it comes to the regional stuff, um, so there was – oh, actually, it's – one thing that we we tried to get – so, again, something that we did after a while was uh, – so we started – we tell everybody in our episodes to check out our Instagram because that's where we post the pictures of what we're, what we're trying because we, sometimes the packaging – that we have the items we find is also just as batshit crazy as the <laughs> item itself, you know, kind of yeah. thing, especially we did an episode on cereal and like every cereal box is like, it's just like how much, how many ways can we trick kids into having sugar, you know, kind of situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there, there um, we found out about this regional uh, seltzer water, uh, Illinois, Wisconsin area, jelly belly started making, Salts like LaCroix water, essentially. And we were like, <laughs> we got to try it. We're like, let's try to get that. Let's try to get that. So we kept hitting them up. And then this person finally like got back to us and was like, stop. We're not, we're not giving you this. And we're like, all right, fine, fine you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's also what's been kind of rad is that since we started tagging all these brands on our Instagram, some of them started like responding saying, hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for doing us a solid. And we, we just started asking, can you send us free shit? And yeah. they, some of them, like now, like half the stuff we do, it's like we're getting it for free. And uh, I mean, we're not getting paid to do any of this, you know. So it's not like a. By the way, this is all right. Wink, wink. You know, it's like no, everything. It's like we want to, we want to try it. And like, thankfully, the brands that we have, we have, you know, lined up. Like we have, uh, we're going to do a couple of non-alcoholic beer episodes uh, with some brands that have hooked us up, which is. It can be kind of fun because I keep getting all of this crap on my Instagram feed. It's just like I, I'm tired of these ads, which has kind of become some of the stuff like now is like we're just like I keep getting ads for this product, this food product. Uh, can you just ask them if they'll give us free shit? You know, kind yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> and like half the time they're like, sure. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, you wouldn't know anybody at Popeyes, would you? I was, <laughs> I was waiting for that. I wish. I wish I did. I would. Also, I would, I would I, do a Popeyes episode. I want to be. A, <laughs> I, I mean, so the do they do anything? Because Taco Bell does this. They they'll have like Taco Bell branded items. Um, this, this may be coming to a future episode, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, um, like Taco Bell will brand stuff. Like they've had like Taco Bell chips, which are just like Doritos, from what I've yeah. heard. And uh, the Popeyes Popeye spice mix. Yeah. I don't think so. Don't Popeyes, think Popeyes would kill it if they like started like putting Popeyes flavor stuff on. I, I mean, oh. I, I love that. I, I, would, I would, I would, I would totally try it. And uh, oh, Popeyes would just if they did frozen pre baked biscuits that you could just take them home and stick them in the oven. Oh my gosh, they would kill that. Yeah, yeah, no Popeyes and maybe some. You know, well, the be- I'll I'll I'll, co- I'll commit a blasphemous act here. While I love the biscuits from Popeyes, I think the biscuits at Church's Chicken are better. They are. It's facts. It's facts. <laughs> the Popeyes, All right, boom. Popeyes Two people. Are, Popeyes biscuits are dry as hell. They taste like mummy wraps. They have been around for it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not going to go that bad. I don't. I still like them, but you but, need I, a I, gallon of water to to eat a Popeyes biscuit. It's facts. Uh-huh. Yeah, but hey, two people on the internet said it. Said it, so it's true now. That's, you know, that's... that is that is the actual reason why they sell the gallon of sweet tea at Popeyes. It's because you ordered a biscuit. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> family style oh. biscuits, you get it. It's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, the chi- but the, the, chick- the chicken at uh, Popeyes is way better. Yeah, way better. It's. Uh, I mean, if I mean, if only you know there were two next to each other, and you just go into one and get the stuff you want, and go to the other one and get the other stuff. But that, would, I mean, that would be a, that'd be like a crazy turf war. I can't like, wait because they just yeah. announced today their spicy fish sandwich, so I can't wait to try that. Oh, Popeyes! Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. Question: The other Pete, <laughs> the one oh, I'm hey. married to. Uh, hey Pete, I'm Pete. Uh, what up, Pete? Hey. Uh, when you guys decide what food you're going to be doing, do you? eat them in advance of recording the episode? Are you doing it as the episode goes on so you get your natural reaction as you're, uh, you know, as you're actually doing the show? Oh, we're, we're doing it live. Okay. Um, the, uh, the Cheetos mac and cheese one was, was one of the first one we did. So because they were, we did like, you know, their, their box mac and, mac and cheese. Um, we did do two of them, two of the three ahead of time, just because it's like, we don't want to have to deal with all of that. So we did, we did two of them ahead of time, but yeah, most, almost every time we're trying it live, uh, which really gets, you know, the best, the best results. Cause sometimes you're just like, this is paint thinner. <laughs> it's, uh, there, or, uh, or it will, and honestly, and like, I think the best thing about doing it live is that, and this is also, unfortunately, which I should probably get myself checked out here, is uh, a common thing that we'll, 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 we'll find out with these items that we try is that, you know, we'll pop it open and it'll smell weird. And it's like this item is failing the smell test. But then we eat it and it tastes great. And it's kind of like, what what, what did I just put in me? But it tasted, it tasted amazing. Uh, yeah, there was, I can't remember what it was. There was, there was something that was like, oh no, there was some, there was some vodka that we, uh, that we tried once. 
Oh yeah, no, it, yeah. So this was a vodka. We did this one a, 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 a recently. Um, it was an episode called called Combo Booze, and everything that we tried, it was like a prepackaged bottle with like two separate kinds of booze together in it. So we we tried the. Um, there was this one that was a rosé vodka, which. Yeah was irresponsible it's uh and it was like it was 10 bucks for a handle too it was like oh oh, yeah oh yeah um but like but like my buddy i I remember this is still etched in my brain but yeah like uh one of the one of one of my co-hosts he opens up and he's just like man this this smells like this smells like deli meat which is not what you want vodka to, to smell like uh and then you, then you try it and well and it's funny so like a couple of couple of us because i didn't have any on me but a couple couple of my uh a couple of my my friends on there they 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 mixed and on the bottle even said like to mix in uh how do you uh, mix in like seltzer water and or sparkly water and that made it better I didn't have the luxury of having you know fizzy water at the time so i was just drinking this this rose vodka junk straight uh mm. and um yeah that one that one was fun that one was that was a really fun one to edit as well because um we're just clearly getting drunker as we're going <laughs> on you know and it's like and it's really clear like by the end we're just like we're, we're just we're talking about the most random crap that doesn't have anything to do with, with us anymore and it's like well this is funny i'm cutting this out but this is funny you know kind of thing. <sighs> that stuff will keep you out of trouble though the officer's like have you been drinking nope just eat the sandwich <laughs> Sir, your your car is swerving, but you smell like deli your, meat. Yeah, your breath smells like deli meat. <laughs> I went, I went, Your Honor. I went to Subway. Um, <laughs> sir, I'm not a judge. <laughs> See, that's where you made your mistake because you're assuming that Subway's made from deli meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That God, trying to think. What's a? Oh God, here's a here's a here's another one. I thought of. Um, and again, this is more of a recent one we've tried. Um, so like, so last year, so, okay. So another common thing of items that we'll see and, and like we, 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 we filter through a lot. Like we, we kind of brainstorm out, okay, well, this will work. This will work. This won't work kind of thing. And sometimes we'll get items, but then we're like fighting a, uh, an expiration date. So there's a lot of times we'll buy something and then it's like, uh, it's expired. Do we keep it? And which a few times we've done that. Uh, but, um, uh, last year, planters went kind of nuts since it was like Mr. Peanuts' like twenty first birthday. They so they, did, yeah. they they did all of these flavors and stuff. So, but one of them, uh, it was Planters Peanuts that were flavored with Natty Light beer. <laughs> and but, but, but by the way, they were just flavored. They weren't. It said non-alcoholic on it, but it was like this is how you're celebrating this guy's birthday by getting him getting him drunk off of Natty Light, and um, those things tasted like sawdust. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It Natty was. Natty Light tastes like sawdust. Natty, yeah, yeah. It's it's Natty Light. It's one of those things where it's like, man, I get it. There's some days like I want a drink, but um, I will drink water instead of just drinking Natty Light. Like it's. it's <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll sober through it. Yeah. <laughs> we got um, Natty Light or we got Malort. Bring that Malort over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's um. Yeah, it, it, it's very interesting where you'll you'll see you'll see in these discount grocery chains these brands where they'll try something, like they'll try another, like they'll have an established product. Um, like a common thing we see is um, we'll see all these random flavors of pop tarts, 
and mm-hmm. the pop tarts will be i mean obviously it's like we've all had okay i'm assuming we've all had pop tarts before they're the pop tarts they're fine oh god okay <laughs> good okay good I don't, yeah <laughs> yeah, no, yeah you know yeah so brown, brown sugar for life all right it's uh but uh, uh oh yeah or yeah the cinnamon one the best one Oh yeah, uh, those but, are the plain regular strawberry ones for me. Plain but, strawberry? Do you hate yourself? Regular ones, yeah. yeah. Why do you hate? You take all those calories and carbs, but but you you'll eat shit. <laughs> the, the, blueberry the man, blueberry all day, blueberry all day. It's chocolate. Popsarts are the best. They say it's the least healthy thing you could eat. It probably is. Yeah. You don't even have to toast them. You could just eat them straight out of the package too, which Stop I love. Fruit. Like an animal. Got healthy carbs, <laughs> healthy sugars, and fruit. Uh, Come on. Uh, it's 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 like an avocado, but it's a rectangle. All right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's healthy fats. It's all like right. You can eat a salad. You get a pop tart. Both yeah. the same nutritional value. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but, yeah, but like we we've, we've seen like these brands will try new stuff and they just don't land. So we've seen a lot of pop tarts. Uh, that just don't sell like uh like one we saw for a while there was like various fanta flavored versions of pop tarts that were kind of like so it's just literally soda pop tarts it's like okay I, I mean i was curious but i we never did that um we so th- they also introduced last year they introduced uh pretzel pop tarts and we did try those mm-hmm. those unfortunately were a just because you could doesn't mean you should kind of situation <laughs> oh, no. like like they were they were but no it's well, like we sprinkle, like initially they're like, they taste fine, but they're like, they're not there. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, we're, like we each like put some salt on it, kind of like what you do for like a pretzel. And we're like, okay, this tasted a little bit better, particularly like the chocolate one. Like Elizabeth, you're saying like the chocolate one is your, your, your jam. Uh, the chocolate one was good, but it was like, this needs a little bit more and like salt help, but it just, it wasn't, it wasn't fully there. Um there's yeah there's a lot of i mean we haven't done too many pop tarts but we've like we've stopped ourselves a lot it's like should we do this and it's like no no we don't need to document every goddamn like pop tart that didn't work in the midwest you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i did actually see the pretzel ones today so they must have hit somewhere so <laughs> they, they um well it, well so it's, it's funny because we somebody hit us up about it they released a new flavor they just uh they did a salted caramel version of it that might which work. it sounds good well, like i read i read one review and the person was just like it's still not there so i'm kind of <laughs> which i mean look if i see it i i'll probably get it and not tell anybody i tried it you know kind of <laughs> <laughs> kind of kind of situation but yeah. well, thank you so much for coming on tonight we really appreciate it can you tell our viewers and our listeners where they can listen to your podcast and how often do you do episodes sure so we're on all of the we're on all the podcast platforms uh you can find us uh anywhere essentially except uh except amazon we don't we don't post there. Um, and uh, the best way to check out our stuff is to go to our Instagram at grocery gamblers pod. That's where we post all the pictures of what we're trying, which again, like I said, it's like that definitely, like I said, sometimes the packaging is top tier nonsense. So it really helps with the story of what we're trying. Uh, but yeah, we we put out, uh, we put out an episode every week and it's, yeah, it's been, it's been fun and yeah, it's, been fun so but yeah guys thanks for having me on and uh 
Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Come back anytime and keep us updated on what you're trying and stay safe. Don't end up in the ER or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. No more, no more Russian Pringles. That's uh, no more. No, no more Russian Pringles, please. Oh yeah. Please. Just those, those, yeah. No, no more Vladimir Pringle. Nonsense. Yeah. So hopefully we'll check in with you in a couple, couple of weeks or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, all right. Well, thank you everybody. I have a good night. All right. See ya. So I just want to finish um, tonight's main story before we go on to our final um, segment. So today, um, today the NBA communications chief, Mike Bass, came out and he said that with the NBA teams now welcoming fans back into their arenas, all teams will play the national anthem in keeping with longstanding league policy. We understand the view of our players and their stance on social justice and will work with teams to find an appropriate solution. And finally, we have Mark Cuban's statement that he made. Um, today in regards to this we respect and always have respected the passion people have for the anthem in our country but we also loudly hear the voices of those who feel that the anthem does not represent them we feel that their voices need to be respected and heard because they have not been going forward our hope is that people will take the same passion they have for this issue and apply the same amount of energy to listen to those who feel differently from them only then can we move forward and have courageous conversations that move this country forward and find what unites us. So that was his statement. So we'll see. I yeah. love them on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? That was actually one of the questions. I know we're going to, we're going over a little bit, but I was just wondering, do you guys think it's going to hurt him with Shark Tank with ABC and his bosses? No. Or you don't think it's going to hurt him at all? Mark Cuban has fuck you money. When you have fuck yeah. you money, nobody can touch you. Okay. Yeah. And he has, yeah. and it's not like it's like he's had that right now. Like he has that lasting, like it's going to be forever, yeah. but you know what I mean? Okay. So like if anything, NBC would be like, hey, we got like they're probably on the sweating bullets if he walks in saying like I dare you to fire me because he could probably like buy NBC yeah. like, real talk. I've I've always liked him. I, I think he's a very smart man. I think he's a very intelligent man and I, I'm a fan of his. I love Shark Tank and he's my favorite shark. So um <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. So yeah, I just want to say real quick that being a patriot in this country. Uh, doesn't mean waving uh, a flag and then mm-hmm. having it, having it say "fuck your feelings" on it. Yeah. It's it's respecting everybody else that also lives here and also realizing that this country is a is a safe haven for those who don't have freedom somewhere else and want to come here and enjoy them. That's all I want to say. Also, that's stop tripping on it. Stop acting like the like the national anthem is a banger of a song. Nobody has it on their <laughs> Spotify playlist. Nobody's working out to it or anything like Which that. Which is that Zen did a version. He's he's really good with that. Nah. The, the only good version is the one he's doing. He will only trip when somebody says oh, no. something about it. It's not even the national anthem is not even on anybody's Fourth of July playlist. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> stop, stop with the bullshit. Stop acting like all patriots. Well, we're not any place that we want to be on the fourth. Try, yeah. yeah. I just have to say, Chris, that I'm adding this to my favorite Chris lines <laughs> my daily. <laughs> so, the national anthem is not on anybody's not, Spotify. It's not. It's not a banger <laughs> playlist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so all week we are celebrating Valentine's Day with our Valentine's Week of Love. Love. Tonight Love. we're gonna choose the. Sh- Tonight we're gonna close the show <laughs> with our thoughts. I got distracted. <laughs> Tonight we're gonna close the show with our thoughts of the most romantic TV moments ever, and then we're also gonna go through Entertainment Tonight's top fifteen most romantic TV moments. So let's start. 
What do you guys think was the most romantic moment from TV ever? Now, I couldn't think of just one, and it's impossible to think of one. So one or two or three. Elizabeth, let's start with you. There are a lot, but this one keeps coming up in my mind recently. It was kind of a Twitter thing not too long ago. I know I mentioned I've been rewatching New Girl earlier, um, but there's a moment in the episode called The Cooler right at the end where the Zoe Deschanel character and Jake Johnson, um, earlier in the episode, they're, they're playing a drinking game and he ha- he's supposed to kiss her and he doesn't do it and he, and he suddenly yells, not like this! And she's like, oh! Because they're kind of been flirting, but they're not together. So end of the episode, they're wrapping up uh, something at the front door and they and their roommates and they she goes well good night and then he suddenly just takes her arm and pulls her in and kisses her really passionately and she's into it and then he pulls her and he's like i meant something like that and then walks away it is the first time i watched it i rewound it it was that fucking like romantic hot like oh, oh my god i haven't seen something like that in ages and it still stands out to me as one of the more like Wow, I like I want someone to do that to me. God damn, that's hot and romantic. <laughs> okay. Chris, what about you? <laughs> I didn't know you were such a romantic, Elizabeth. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> First of all, I read romance novels. I like romantic movies and rom coms and the whole for the most part, I'm actually kind of picky about rom coms, but yeah, I love that shit. All right, fair enough. I I, I sweet me out my fucking more. feet, please. So for me, I have two and I'm going to say the first one, but I'm going to back it up <laughs> with the second one. I know I'm going to lose some black points for this, but like, okay, friends, the moment when they're rewatching uh, 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 the prom video and, um, you know, like, say this. like, yeah, when Rachel was like going to go date with, with Ross, and then like her boyfriend showed up and she realized like he was going to step in and like, you know, make sure she had a good night. That shit was romantic as fuck. Like, if you didn't get brownie points for that, Ross couldn't have done shit else. Now, their relationship was all fucked up after that, but that moment was followed. And then I think also for me personally, because I used to watch, you know, I was a kid of the 90s, so TGIF was the shit. And the moment when in like season six, when Laura finally kisses Steve, not Stefan, Steve at the prom, that was romantic as hell. Because we've been rooting for Steve for like six years. Like, I mean, it was if you go back and look at it out of context, he seems stalkery, but you know, we won't, we, we're not going to talk about that. All right. He was a lovable <laughs> nerd and he finally got the kiss from Laura Winslow and we all were happy. Okay. Pete, what about you? Well, I mean, I mean uh, Chris kind of stole the one that I was going to go with, but, but I, you know, but I did kind of think it was, it's really interesting because when I was trying to think of one moment, I was like, Oh my God, friends probably has two that I, th- I thought of. The first one would definitely be the, the prom video. And then Rachel realizing how much Ross, you know, loves her. Um, but the second one is when, is when uh, Monica, um, like when, when Chandler comes home and, and his apartment is full of candles and Monica asks him, to, mm-hmm. to marry her um, mm-hmm. because he's been so hesitant about actually asking her. Um, and I thought that's, that's a really, that's probably like in that same realm. I mean, it, it wouldn't have been the one I would have chosen, but that prick next door to us uh, on screen. He, <laughs> fine. But the other one's good too. Hey, I have to get points for even knowing that. Okay. Name another black guy on the staff that knows that moment. Every show, <laughs> Hey, you got to study the enemy, baby. I got to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a romantic favorite TV moment? 
Me? Joe? Yes. Yeah. 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 I was thinking more of the movie stuff. I, I, I've been trying to go through TV stuff, and there was nothing that really. Okay, we're gonna do- really arc me, but I'll, I'll 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 jump in with the movies. Okay. Hey, one more. I got one more. If you were a fan of Boy Meets World, when Corey and Topanga first kiss. That Which moment was one? Sick. Don't they retcon that shit like eight times? Yeah, they do it up at the first time. Not the, <laughs> every time after that. The first time, because it was like what season three when they finally like, cause, you know, he been he was the same thing like 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 Steve and Laura. He was chasing her around for a hot minute, and then finally got her. Season three, we were like, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kept thinking uh, you, you you bring that up, and I, and I always think of Boy Meets World as like the light um, updated version of Wonder Years. Um, because A, his brother was the star of Wonder Years, and B, it, it's kind of like a very loose, like less less well-written version of the show. Um, but I was trying to think of something from Wonder Years because it, it's literally probably my favorite show. And and the problem is that because they're kids, it's not really incredibly romantic, anything they do. But if you're talking about the most heartbreaking moment, um, when, when Winnie leaves... Uh, Kevin's uh, locket on the bus uh, oh. because she's decided to hook up with one of the guys from her new school. Oh. It's on the bus and sees it, and they start playing "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys. Oh. That's that's fucking devastating. You oh. felt it's a devastating moment. Yeah. I was gonna oh. say, I feel like TV yeah. romantic moments tend to be more like heartbreaking because you have to delay the them getting together. So I feel like I re- I, I remember more breakups and how that- like point though that's like oh yeah. uh, you just like no because again you have to extend you know you can't have them get together in the first episode you, gonna, you know then there's no show so yeah i'm trying to think there's there's like oh so many devastating breakups i can't even think of them but then you eventually get the romantic like you know yeah. they're together and sometimes, usually you know, sometimes you don't Sometimes you know, and they're like sometimes they get together, and the show goes on for too goddamn long, and then you're mad that. It <laughs> no, that's that's what happened. The moonlighting, moonlighting was yeah. doing so well in the ratings, but and and really was one of those catalysts of those shows of the will they or won't they, and yeah. then and then um, uh, Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd get together on the show, and it killed the whole show. Yeah, because yeah, um, their tension was like spicy good. You know, like yeah, like that was some good shit. And then yeah, once you have them get together, yeah, get the same kind of uh, thing that happened with. Cheers! I never watched the show. But oh they- yeah, with um, there you turned on more. Uh, yeah. yeah, and actually, when when she walks out of the bar for the last time, that's a really great heartbreaking moment because yeah. she says she says to, to to Sam, "I'll be back," and he looks up at her and says, "Yeah, I'm sure you will." With a look on his face, like he knows she's not coming back. And so you're probably right, Elizabeth. There's there's way more good heartbreaking romantic yeah. moments than there are like uh, like I think maybe Friends. One that does the good, yeah, because they also have that kiss in the first or is it the first or second season out in the rain where she runs out. Well, that's, that, the, that's the moment that? That they, he pulls she pulls him outside, yeah, she him in the, and then they, she, and then they're outside on the on the balcony later on. I think, it's yeah, right. yeah, that's always pretty romantic, yeah. But, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think like the most romantic moments, like I was trying to think really hard and I was really like stretching it because there's so many you know TV shows that you've seen, but. For me, I think the most romantic TV moment that I could th- I could think of was um, I Love Lucy. I have to go back to my favorite sitcom <laughs> um, when she's having the baby and Ricky sings to her, "We're having a baby, my baby and me." That <laughs> final scene in that in that episode, you could genuinely see the emotion on her face, like she wants to start crying, and the way he kisses her, I just think is so romantic. 
And then I also thought of another moment too, was I was a huge Parenthood fan. And when um, Crosby marries Jasmine, played by Dax Shepard and Joy Bryant, the wedding, everything about that scene is just so romantic. The two of them, and then everybody that's at the wedding, you know, you see the couples there, they're playing this beautiful song, just everything about that. So to me, those are like my two like favorite, you know, romantic moments. Um, and then just recently, because I've been watching Shit's Creek, I just saw one of the most romantic episodes like the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, like I got emotional with um, Patrick when he serenades David. Um, And and he's got such a great voice. Like you wouldn't expect this guy to actually have this beautiful voice. And then you could see David's completely moved. I was like, wow, that is really, really romantic. So I'm putting those out there. Okay. So now uh, we've given our list. Now here is Entertainment Tonight's list. And feel free to comment when I mention these. Now, I just want to point out, though, that these are not ranked in order. Like, it's not like number 15 to number mm-hmm. one. So I'm just going to read them. And then um, if you guys want to chime in, chime in. So, uh, friends, you guys mentioned friends. Ross and Rachel's first kiss. I just, you know, I like friends. I can watch and it makes me laugh. But I just never felt an emotional connection to anyone. Same. Same here. So I, 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 Elizabeth, because when I tell people that, they're like, oh, my God, it's the greatest show ever. So I'm like, yeah. I'm not saying it's not funny. I just never felt yeah. a connection with any of the characters. I, I like it. I know I watched it when I was younger. Not to any obsessive degree that I know other people are. Yeah, you like watch it a million times over. I respect it as, like, a well-put-together comedy, too. Yeah. It's like you know pilot and and structure and and show and everything i think it's very very well done that way uh but yeah i I, and i know i use friends jokes occasionally with people or whatnot you know pop culturally but yeah it's just not like my yeah like if i want to tune out and like just have something to watch it's not my it's not what i'm gonna go for veronica you know why you never really connected to those characters why? That show was stolen. All right, they had a that show, there was a show called Living Single. It was on Fox, and I they totally stole that Living shit. Single. <laughs> Living I Single was fire. Mm-hmm. I used and to you, watch. And you could you yep. could connect to those characters because there was real shit. They didn't. Yeah, they like they were spin off characters. You know, it's funny. So we go back before that to the British show that they both stole it from. British <laughs> yeah. comedy is trash. Get out oh, 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 sir! Oh, not the Brits, <laughs> sir, sir. No, no, no. So I'm looking at this list for the first time, and like I didn't want to look at it before the show, but I knew Friends was going to come up because, again, like you know, it's such a popular show, and yeah. people just love the characters and they love the storylines too. So, okay, so the next show, again, in no particular order. Parks and Rec, Leslie and Ben's impromptu wedding. I that is Never very sweet. I love okay. that one. Okay. Um, Downton Abbey's Matthew Proposes to Mary. Yes. Oh, that is really good, too. That's another good, like, snowy, passionate, like, there. it's Christmas, it's snowing outside, and and there's a big romantic kiss moment. Hell yeah. Then he goes and dies in a fucking car accident so he can go do movies because he's sick of Downton Abbey. That's awesome. <laughs> um, the Office, Jim tells Pam how he really feels. Yes. And- oh, that's a big room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes, is that the casino night they, thing? They played that one out for a long time too. Yeah. So yeah. it worked perfectly. Was that the but is that the casino night episode where it's like sort of really yeah, I, far I think it's the one is does, does it take place? I want to say it takes place on a boat for some reason. No, well, there's a couple different things, but the, it's they do like a casino night in the warehouse. That's the first time he kisses her. And it's really like kind of devastating because she like is with the fiance and he's like, I just, I have to get that off my chest because otherwise I'll die. You know, if I don't tell you at least how I feel and 
It, it is romantic. Though. No, but I, I mean, I, I think that the one that they're speaking about because they had pictures of it and there's a picture of it on the screen. I think it's the one that they, I think they take an office cruise and. Oh, a booze cruise. Okay. I, yeah, I yeah. think that's the one. I could. Oh, okay. Right. I would almost argue that like the uh, uh, Michael and Holly getting back together after she leaves and gets yeah. uh, uh, engaged and comes back. That's more romantic than that was really that. romantic too. Is that when they had all the candles in the office yeah. and they set up yeah, the fire? That was just a function to try to get rid of Steve Carell. Cause he was, right, right. But it was still a little romantic. <laughs> <Curmudging> over here. <laughs> I mean, but they, I mean, look, they probably would have never gone that way if it wasn't for the fact that he was he, he was going off right. the movies. No, they probably would have just dragged it out longer if, if Steve yeah. Carell would have stayed. That's all it would have yeah. 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 Okay, so uh, the next one that's on the list, another Friends one. Chandler marries Monica finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bones from the show Bones, Booth and Brennan under the mistletoe. I've never seen this show. Sure. Uh, that show was on for like 35 years, and, 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 and I would only periodically I, remember that it was still on. I met I'm one person who watched Bones, <laughs> and even she didn't finish Bones. <laughs> I, I, only know, I know somebody who was like on a couple of episodes of Bones, but I've never known <laughs> I, I Yeah, we also know someone that was on Bones, and um, <laughs> Yeah, and he's a great actor, and I he love him forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really was, but I never heard anybody talk no, about. Nobody heard anybody say, "Oh, like, oh I'm on Bones tonight." Bones tonight. That was on. That show was on for way too long because it was oh, an episode God. where the way David Boreanaz solved the case was he slipped ice skating. Knocked his head, went unconscious, and then in his dreams, Luke Robitaille from the L.A. Kings came yeah. and told and told him who killed the guy. Yo. <laughs> no, I've never seen it. So. <laughs> if I, I am David, not joking. That was an episode. Oh if I was David, if they put that script in front of me and people read, I would have quit that day. I'd be like, nope, we're done. You think he was like, fine, I was a vampire. This can't be that fucking weird. Wait a minute. Nah, that's exactly what he thought. He was like, I know I did Angel and I know I did Buffy, but this is fucked up. (laughs) I have standards, people. Okay, this next one, I just like, it's bringing flashbacks to me. Um, Full House, Jesse's Wedding Serenade. I remember that. And do you remember what the song was? Um, It was uh, Forever. Kokomo? No, forever <laughs> had to say that to her. If every word I, I said, no, what is it? What is it? If every word I said could make you laugh, I talk forever. Oh my God. I was so in love with John Stables back then. When he sang that, I was like, he's singing that to me. <laughs> but I completely forgot about it. <laughs> I and just, then like, years later, you met him and almost hyperventilated. I did. Later. You know what? I, yes. When I, the first time I met John Stamos, I literally hyperventilated. He's so beautiful. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, is that even real? Thanks, honey. <laughs> Oh, that is beautiful as my husband. Nah, you, you, you can't. You can't do that. You already fucked up. <laughs> it was already too real. That's, that's my payback for Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa was like eight months ago. Come on, you got it. But you know what? Everyone is just info. turning in, tuning in now. I just called Veronica Vanessa by accident. Hey, you know, hey, Veronica. You know what? Hey. uh you said, it was eight wait, wait. you said it was eight months ago, so in about another month, you should be getting a call saying that you got a love child, right? You got a love child. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, that John Stamos, John Stamos is a huge Disney fan. Yeah. He owns the old Disneyland sign that used to be out there. Mm-hmm. He owns that. He and has a he, huge warehouse full of Disney stuff. 
He also grew up five minutes away from my house, too. Ooh, there we go. Um, okay, family ties. Alex's confession to Ellen. I remember that, too. Yes, I think, because when I was looking at the list, I was Why, like, yeah. probably is really the, the most romantic um, for, for two reasons. Number one, he ended up marrying her and has been with her for yeah, almost 40 with, years yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, Crazy the Paul. song that was being played um, at this moment by Billy Beater, uh, B- Billy, uh, Billy Vera and the Beaters, it was like this gigantic hit for like six months afterwards. And, and still, I, ma- I imagine it's played a lot at weddings. Um, so, yeah, this was definitely probably higher on that list of uh, really romantic moments for yes. just obvious reasons. Okay. Um, then another one on the list was The Simpsons, Homer Wins Marge. That's that's actually a great one because that's uh, they're, they're playing um, close Homer to you by the Carpenters. And oh, he's, he's singing it to yeah, it's a flat. It's one of the flashback episodes. Is it the prom one? Uh, no, I think this is the one where they first got together, and he doesn't think he should, that he's good enough for. Her. Um, and then he sings uh, close to you. Like I think they break up, and then he sings close to you. Yeah, and it's like it's kind of like sadly beautiful. That's <laughs> that's their song. Yeah, because like. He there's that whole prom one though, which they, is when they first and they play they play close to you in that too. Huh. Yeah, I think they've done it like at least two or three different times. Yeah, they've kind of messed around with the timeline of how they got. Yeah. There. <laughs> okay, I'm um, Sex in the City. Mr. Big finds Kim. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Chris, <laughs> close your ears. <laughs> Out of Mr. Big. Now Chris, close your ears. I hate him. I hate him. We can't comment. Band. Disgustingly, Chris I has to go on that journey on his own on the po- on our other podcast. Listen, there's nothing there's nothing he could do, Elizabeth, to make me like him. I <laughs> like this yeah, I, I was not a, I was not a fan of Biggs. I don't care for him. There's I no like journey. Both, but I don't like his character yeah. on Sex in the City. Yeah. I was a team Aiden girl personally. Yeah. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Spike reveals his true feelings. Never seen it. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Although now it's it's definitely tainted after yeah, today's yeah. recent news. Yeah, I mean, but at the time, because his character was like really bad. Like, yeah, but but really also yeah. on the flip side, he may confess his like true feelings, and there is I I remember thinking that was pretty romantic. He also definitely assaults Buffy in her own bathroom. Uh, <laughs> almost yeah, rapes her. Happens, so yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty pretty fucked up. come on. Hey, um, but Joss Whedon's a feminist, guys. It's fine. How I Met Your Mother, Ted's 45 Day Speech. I think you've missed oh, one. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to go back to it. I know. Okay, yeah, yeah. So no, that's good. That's a good moment. Um, and there's also Castle, Beckett, and Castle's First Kiss. Never seen it either. Yeah. It's just so, like yeah, they they kissed, and so then, like, a season later, they, they decided to pay her less money, and so she left the show. Hello! <laughs> and then it ended. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine, oh, really? I, I remember this. Blaine kisses Kurt. The, the kiss between Blaine and Kurt. The, yeah, I can't remember the first one, but I, re- I remember liking them a lot as a couple. But then they, then they again, they went it went on too long, so they had to keep breaking them up with really ridiculous reasons. And then yeah, and then um, the, there's a final one: Grey's Anatomy, McDreamy's Elevator Proposal. I didn't watch Grey's. I, I, I mean, you know, I lost touch with that show around season four. So and, uh, there, there's what been seventeen seasons. Seventeen. Yeah. My sister watches like every episode, and she's one of those people that still cries every episode of Grey's Anatomy. And I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's still a good show. I have no idea. 
I don't. I've like watched it. a couple it's, episodes it's so for work. Emotionally manipulative, like they won't let yeah. you feel the emotion. It's like no, here, like they like literally designed it for you to feel this right here. Like it's like don't even. It's like that. It's not, it's that's not, why I can't get into can't this is us because it's so manipulative. Yeah, this is us also too. I'm like, no, God, damn. I know you do, Veronica. I can see it. Look at it. she all cry right oh, now. Man, oh, I was watching last night's episode earlier today, and I was a hot mess. I was Right right now. Right now. They, they started like <laughs> McDreamy and then they had McSteamy and then they had to go McCreamy and then they went whoa, McCreamy. Whoa, 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 the, pedi- whoa. the pediatrician McCreamy. Wait, wait. Uh, there was a McCreamy on the side? Yeah, there was the pediatrician McCreamy. Yeah, I don't think I want to know about McCreamy or McRibby. McFish? Yeah. McFish McFish. McCedy, you know, they just had all sorts of stuff. Oh, my God. They went in. Oh, man, they forgot to... What about the the, 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 uh, show, uh, the show Martin, his second proposal? When he, like, he proposed to her in the park and uh, Brian McKnight comes out and sings to her and stuff like that? Like, that was fucking romantic Yeah, if you have Brian McKnight involved in anything, that Come is on. romantic. Come on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little unfair. Yeah. So <laughs> you had to say yes at that point. If, if you didn't say yes, she was kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so I know yesterday I said today we were going to be talking about the Britney Spears documentary, but actually we pushed it till tomorrow. So this is our show for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. And tomorrow... We're going to be talking about the Britney Spears documentary, Framing Britney Spears. And we're also going to be um, joined by some of her activists from the Free Britney, um, from the documentary, from the Free Britney Project. They're going to be joining us tomorrow. So we'll have a lot to talk about with them. So until tomorrow night, have a good night and stay safe. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.